Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Electric Leftovers. My name is Jason. This is episode 315. How are you doing today? It's all well. It's all bright and shining in your universe. It's not been a bright and shining week in my universe so far. Let me tell you what. And, uh, you know, we'll have the pity party here real quick and then we'll get over it. Um, starting with the least... Uh, crummy news first um ordered a new chair and uh it's um not here <laughs> and uh it's not here because who knows why um it was supposed to show up monday it is now uh thursday when you're listening to this it's late tuesday as i'm recording the intro to this it's either going to be here thursday wednesday or who knows when fedex surely doesn't which that's a you know it's your job to ship things. I'd like you to be aware of what's going on as you're shipping things. It's all right. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Uh, bigger deal. I had to take... I took a cat. Took old Death Ray into the vet to get spayed. And uh, they found some problems. She had like a really high fever. Possibly an infection. Possibly liver and kidney stuff. And that's not a lot of fun. So, Last I heard, everything was going fine. Uh, should know more tomorrow, which is Wednesday, which is yesterday, from when you're probably listening to this. Hopefully you listen to it on the day it comes out. I don't know for sure. So, yeah, it's been, uh, not the most fun, fun day. The chair thing, that's an inconvenience, but, you know, don't worry about Death Ray. She's a good cat. Anyway, uh, enough of that. What's happened this week? We've got Mega Man 7, 8, 9, and 10 all added to the YouTube channel. Mega Man X2 has been added. Mylon's Secret Castle, both Mega Man X2, Mylon's Secret Castle, and Mega Man 7, now that I think about it, are all replays. Uh, we're going to have Monster in My Pocket. We're going to have some Final Fantasy 2, the uh, NES version, which is also a replay, and La Mulana 2012, all coming up this week, also a replay. There's also going to be some videos from our Hollow Knight stream that happened on Tuesday instead of Monday, because I was feeling crummy Monday. And we have our Minecraft stream on Thursdays at 6 p.m. Mountain Time on the Twitch channel. Schedule goes up every week on Twitter, if you're interested in following along with that. Um, at the end of this month, at the end of January, all the stuff, all the old stuff that I have done, that I haven't needed to replay, a couple things got replayed because they were short, but all the old stuff is going to be uploaded, and then we're going to get to the point where I'm going to start uploading new stuff along with replays. So if you're interested in the Let's Plays and that kind of thing, go to YouTube, look up Jason's Groove Machine, subscribe to the channel, find it there. If you want to attend the streams, go to Twitch, look up Jason's Groove Machine, follow there. Uh, Twitter, at JasonGRVAN, that'll be at the end of the show. All that usual stuff. But there it is, there you go. This week on the show, uh, we're going to look at a throwback kind of a game. Well, two throwback kind of games, because really, Gepi X was a throwback, if nothing else, right? But then we got another one, and here's a song from that very same game. 
1980X is an arcade epic, a coming-of-age story told through multiple games and genres, worlds, and characters. Experience the thrill of shooting, driving, jumping, fighting, and role-playing combined with emotional, cinematic storytelling. This is a love letter to the golden age of arcade games, yet with a scope that was never possible in the actual 1980s. The game is set in suburbia, just outside the city, sometime in 1980X. It follows the journey of Kid, a teenager stuck between the limitations of innocent youth and the obligations of inevitable adulthood. The story unfolds when Kid discovers the local arcade, finding new worlds and new meaning in video games. For every visit to the arcade, every game uncovered, every move mastered, every demon defeated, Kid grows stronger. And what happens when the line between reality and games starts to blur? This is 1980X, a chance game that I grabbed off of Steam and we streamed it one night, played it all in one episode. It's amazing. Um, developed and published by HitBit Studios in 2019. So it's one episode, it's maybe about an hour long, but I would, if you dug the music, I think you'll dig the game. So check it out if you think about it.
I think when we did this game initially, there wasn't a review for it, but now there is, so we're gonna read it. This is, well, maybe there was, I don't remember. Looking at the date, I probably should have said that first. Uh, this is a review of 70s robot anime Gepi X by A. Polling, released in 1999. Super retro 70s robot heaven. Remember way back when you watched shows like Voltron, Macross, and Voltas 5? Voltas V? I don't know. Never saw that one. Well, maybe you don't. But Super 70s Robot Gepi is pure bliss for all of you retro anime robot fans. If you don't know what I'm talking about, then you would do yourself good if you checked out the anime mentioned above. Uh, a polling's spacebar sometimes doesn't work. Well, I'm not sure if Gepi X and later Gepi XX were ever in syndication in the United States. He sure was in Japan. But enough talk. Let's get to the review. Or more talking. Gepi X is a not-so-average side-scrolling shooter, which is somewhat a cross between R-tape, R-type, excuse me, and the Capcom Classic Section Z, with colorful sprites and polygonal, polygonal, polygonal-based characters and enemies. The in-game cinemas are a combination of old original and new anime cutscenes, along with beautiful CG-rendered movies. Taking it a step further, the game is even set up like a TV show. After the introduction segment and a cinema, you are plunged into a gameplay segment. After completing that, you are treated to more cinemas and either a commercial break, yes, that's right, which showcases vintage footage of Gepi X merchandise. Once you complete all the episode in credit, uh, the credits roll, and then you are treated to scenes from the next episode, which is what comes next. All in all, this creates both a nostalgic gameplay entertainment and entertainment experience. Excuse me. Now, for the gameplay, just as mentioned above, Gepi X is like a cross between Section Z and R-Type. You control six different robots dependent on the scenario. Each one has a main weapon which can be charged up and made more powerful, a secondary weapon which is more of an assist weapon, and each robot is capable of a super attack when you when you power gauge fills up. The R apparently doesn't work either. Like most shooters, progression through the game is based on fast reflexes and memorization of bzzz patterns. Should be an O there. Guess the O doesn't work either. Maybe A polling needs a new keyboard. What makes this game stand out amongst most PlayStation games, though, is the fact that it is completely 2D. All the backgrounds, enemies, and robots are all 2D except for the wonderfully modeled bosses, which are made of polygons, but they are so detailed that the only way you and tell is by their movements. This is very refreshing, especially for those who like old school games or are tired of all the games with polygons. Wait. Hold on, let's go back. Not-so-average side-scrolling shooter, which is somewhat a cross between our type, blah blah blah, with colorful sprite and polygonal-based characters. But you'll like this if you're tired of polygons. However, this is not a game for the masses. To face the sad truth, most people today don't go for 2D games anymore, and that have never really heard of anime and referred to its... Resensian video games, and that... And this is a quote from somebody I heard. Chinese cartoon stuff. However, there are always die-hard otakus that play video games for gameplay besides the fact that they are 3D or have pretty graphics that will pick up this game and enjoy every moment of it. But for me, this game was wonderfully thought out and is one of the jewels in PlayStation game library. If you fit the criteria mentioned above, then this game is definitely for you. A polling, you had a half-decent review there. You only back you know, uh, contradicted yourself once, but wow, 
I thought, because the first time the words were joined was robot and, or anime and robot. So it's like, for all you retro anime robot fans. But then, yourself good is combined. Um, along with was one word. Into a is one word. Either a is one word. X merchandise is one word. R treated was one word. This creates one word. Sometimes gameplay is one word, sometimes it's two. When you power gauge wonderfully modeled bosses. I didn't. Spell check existed in 1999. You should have used it. Uh, he gave it a 10, by the way. And, and that's it. That's the only review for Gepi, so. Yeah. Um, I like it. I think the gameplay is a little slow, but other than that, perfectly fine game. You heard the music last time. The commercials and all that are hilarious. And, uh, yeah, it, it's just a good game, man. to some news. Awesome. Delightful chip music plays in the background. This is a grad song 
Don't know why I told you that, but now you know. Our lead story, bogus dude. At the Tabber South Dakota Senior Center, a regular card game got a little weird on January 4th. Well, that's why it's in the news of the weird. After players enjoyed some brownies, uh-oh, supplied by the mother of 46-year-old Michael Coranda. KTIV-TV, KTIV-TV reported that Coranda, an elementary school teacher, had recently traveled to Colorado and brought back some THC-infused butter, which he used to make a batch of brownies. Hold on. Supplied by the mother of Michael Coranda, but he used it to make the brownies? His mother unknowingly shared half the treats with her fellow card players, which resulted... Okay, he made it, took it to his mom. Mom shared it. Gotcha. Uh, with her fellow card players, which resulted in multiple calls calls excuse me, to county officials about possible poisoning. Sheriff's deputies spoke to Coranda and took the remaining brownies as evidence, charging him with possession of a controlled substance. He's scheduled to appear in court on January 25th. Anyone else think that's ridiculous? I sure do. Unclear on the concept. On January 7th, the California Court of Appeal ruled that the Los Angeles Police Department was justified in its firing of two officers in 2017 after they ignored a robbery call to play Pokemon Go, the LA Times reported. On April 15th, 2017, Luis Lozano and Eric Mitchell were assigned to patrol the LAPD Southwest Division. But when a call for backup came over the radio, Lozano and Mitchell were captured on their in-car video responding, I don't want to be his help, and screw it. Instead, they continued their hunt for a Snorlax and Togetic Pokemon. I know what one of those is. Eventually meeting up with their sergeant at a 7-Eleven. When he questioned them about the robbery call, they said they hadn't heard it because they were responding to another call, leading to their supervisor to review the dashcam footage. After the officers were fired, they sued, saying that the video captured their private communications. After that, and that they were, excuse me, improperly questioned. Five years later, the courts disagreed, and Lozano and Mitchell have plenty of time to hunt for Snorlax and Togetic. You can't have a private conversation in a public space. And I think that's been well established. Family values. Cypress Hill High School teacher Sarah Beam took her 13-year-old son to a Houston-area COVID-19 drive through testing site on January 3rd, KHOU-TV reported. When a worker there approached her car, Beam told her that the boy was in the trunk because she didn't want to be exposed to the virus. Police were alerted and Beam was arrested and charged with endangering a child. While he was not hurt, officials said in the event of the accident, he could have been. But the Cypress Falls community shown support for Beam, posting messages outside her home to say they, quote, have her back. She was released on bond and put on administrative leave, the school district said. High school teacher. Yeah. Mask, maybe? One for each of you, maybe? Here's an awkward story. Miss Wang, that's what it says, 30 of Zhangzhou, China, agreed to a blind date arranged by her parents. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm getting quite old, so my parents arranged more than 10 blind dates for me, she said. That was in quotes and parentheses. And went to the man's home for dinner on January 6th. But during the meal, they learned that his community had gone into a rapid lockdown because of COVID-19, and she wouldn't be able to leave for several days, the BBC reported. She posted on WeChat that the situation was not ideal. And while he did cook for her, he doesn't speak much, she noted. I felt that, apart from him being reticent like a wooden mannequin, everything else about him is pretty good. Wang said she thinks his friends alerted him to the post, so she removed him. I think it has affected his life. Probably. 
Here's some stories about boundaries. The Medical Practitioners Tribunal Service, or MPTS, in the United Kingdom on January 10th removed the medical license from Simon Bromhall, a transplant surgeon at Queen Elizabeth Hospital in Birmingham, the Washington Post reported. The action stemmed from an incident in 2013 in which, after finishing up a transplant, Dr. Bramhall used an electric beam to burn his initials onto the patient's liver before closing her up. The flourish might not have been discovered, but the liver began to fail the following week, and another surgeon discovered the signature. Bramhall said at the time it was something he did to relieve stress during long, difficult operations. In 2017, he was convicted of assault and fined about $13,000. In 2021, he submitted a letter arguing that he was again fit to practice, but the latest ruling has denied him the right to do so, noting that his actions, quote, undermined people's trust in the medical profession. This brings something up, this story, and it's not related to the topic of the story. We were told that the Medical Practitioners Tribunal Service existed and what their abbreviation was, which we can all figure out, but it never comes up again in the story. So that MPTS doesn't need to be there. Get it out of there. Way to go, Washington Post editor. Keeping up with the times. In Aksari, Turkey, one family has been raising cattle for three generations, Oddity Central reported. That's not very odd. Is it Kolkak? Uh, believes their success is linked to their willingness to keep up with modern technology. To that end, the farmer is testing virtual reality goggles that make his cows think they're standing in a green field of grass in the summer. Kokak says the average yield per day from his cows is 22 liters, but, quote, we had two of our cows wear virtual reality glasses and watch vast green pasture all day, and the daily milk production increased up to 27 liters. He said the quality of the milk also increased, and he has ordered 10 more pairs of VR goggles, and if results are similar, he plans to order them for all 180 of his cows. Some inexplicable news. Need something to do during a snowstorm in Queens, New York? Well, one person had an idea. Around 3.15 a.m. on January 7th, someone rode up on an electric bike to a speed camera in Howard Beach. The camera caught the action. That's what they're supposed to do. Pix11 TV reported as the person calmly stopped the bike, aimed a handgun, and shot multiple rounds at the camera, which did not appear to be damaged, then put the gun away and rode off into the snowy night. Police released the video in hopes someone can identify the shooter. I would bet it's somebody who has got a ticket there and commutes that way to work regularly. Be my guess. But I don't know what the traffic situation is like in Queens. Recurring themes. Zane Wedding, 40, of Auckland, New Zealand, went swimming on January 7th and thought he got water in his ear, UPI reported. That's United Press International. He saw a doctor the next day who suggested to use a hairdryer to evaporate, evaporate, evaporate the moisture in his ear. But on January 10th, as the sensation persisted, he saw a specialist. Quote, she said, quote, I think you have an insect in your ear, comma, quote, 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 Wedding said. It took the doctor only five minutes to extract a cockroach, and Wedding felt instant relief. I felt a pop as soon as the doctor pulled it away. He had also noted that a fumigator was scheduled at his home for January 14th. Related or not, you decide. Story of awesome, and it's our last one for the week. In Baltimore, David Bennett Sr., he's 57, became the first person to receive a heart plant heart transplant using a donor heart from a pig, the Washington Post reported. The eight-hour surgery took place on January 7th, and Bennett was so sick that he could not qualify for a transplant from another human. Dr. Bartley Griffith, who performed the surgery, said, It's working, and it looks normal. We're thrilled, but we don't know what tomorrow will bring us. This has never been done before. 
Scientists have worked to genetically alter pigs so that human bodies would not reject their organs in an effort to supplement the supply of donor hearts from other people. Bennett, who was convicted of battery in a 1988 stabbing that left a man paralyzed, spent six years in prison. Before the surgery, he admitted, I know it's a shot in the dark, but it's my last choice. His son said Bennett wished to continue, uh, contribute to the, to the science and potentially save patients' lives in the future. Contribute to the science, ladies and gentlemen. I think that's neat. I mean, it's about the same size, right? Pigs' hearts and people's hearts, if I remember right. It, it does solve a massive problem if that's something we can do. I did see this story once, and people are pissed that a convicted felon is getting a heart transplant when other people may need it. And they don't seem to care that it's like the first time we've ever given a pig heart to a person. I don't know. I don't know.
How about that for an episode? Half the length of the last one. I like them better this way. Don't you? I sure do. Thanks for listening, everybody. I hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, check out all those uh, social media links I gave you at the beginning, which include YouTube, uh, Twitch, which is Jason's Groove Machine, Twitter, at JasonGRVIN, and there's a Patreon if you'd like to uh, support the show, which is also Jason's Groove Machine. Subscribe to the show anywhere you get your podcasts, if you would so enjoy doing so, I guess. And uh, leave a review if you can, because it does help other folks find the show and... Um, it just makes me feel better about myself, really. That's the only real reason to do it. I'm going to get out of here. You guys enjoy uh, Scandinavian Bastards. That's that's this tune. Sure it is. See you guys next week. Take it easy. And support the science. Contribute to the science, would you?